Welcome to Review and Preview, folks. I am your host, Tom Scavetta, joined alongside Mike Dawes here at LIU Studios in Brookville, New York. Mike, welcome back. Good to be back. And um, rocking your buddy healed Sacramento Kings jersey tonight. Oh, yes. And a quick reminder, we are not live on LIU Wave tonight because that channel is currently being... um, scheduled by the LIU men's basketball team. They are playing the University of Delaware, actually beating them at halftime, 37-31, over in Brooklyn at the Steinberg Wellness Center. So, Sounds like a well center. (laughs) You know, I missed your humor here on the show. I knew there was a reason why um, I wanted you back on tonight. But um, quick reminder, um, you can call in tonight with your questions, thoughts, comments, 516-299-2030. Feel free to take part in our live show exclusive only on Facebook Live here tonight. Tom Scavetta and Mike Dawes. We look forward to having James Montefusco, Kyle Russo, and Fonz DeFalco back when we broadcast next, which should be next Friday night. We will see. Um, So, fun show for you here tonight. Talk Giants. We're going to talk some Jets. The college football playoff. I know your Buckeyes are in. Oh, yeah. And we'll see. I know you have some hot takes about that. I, I sure do. To it. Oh, yeah. I know Joe Burrow is uh, looking to take on your boy Justin Fields, so mm-hmm. that should be an interesting matchup. We'll talk about Garrett Cole and the Yankees just to run down the list here for you folks. Then we'll dive into some NBA news. We'll talk about the Milwaukee Bucks outshining the Los Angeles Lakers last night in Fiserv. And then we'll also run down the NFL playoff picture and go over the review and preview staff quick picks. And, Mike, since you are a guest on the show tonight, you, you will be able to take part in that as well. Awesome. So we look forward to having your thoughts on that. So wasting no more time here, let's talk about the New York Giants. They beat the Miami Dolphins Sunday at MetLife 36-20. to Now, this is the team's first win since week four. Now, I know you're a Jets fan. I'm a diehard Giants fan. You've been a Jets fan your whole life, Mike. And um, obviously, I know you grew up somewhat watching Eli. I mean, obviously, as a New Yorker, you've watched his games and stuff. You know, we all respect the guy he, for his greatness and what he's done. Um, was this the last time we will ever see Eli Manning play and start in an NFL game? Ooh. That's the question now. I, I would I would lean yes, but I certainly am not rooting for yes. I'd like to see him play somewhere else, obviously. I mean, grew up watching the guy. I'd love to see him play somewhere else, but it seems like this was the last hurrah as a giant, that's for sure. You think he's going to pull a Peyton? I hope so, yeah. Well, I mean, throw 55 touchdowns or leave the team or both? That would Definitely be not 55 okay. touchdowns, right. but um, – I think he's retiring a giant. He he doesn't seem like the type that would go to no, another team. He, I yeah, know no, this is maybe what some people would hope for, a resurgence in Eli yeah, Manning. for sure. But he's done. It's, he's it sure done. looks it's like his, that. It's yeah. his time. Um, not saying that his skills have declined to the point where he can't be a starting quarterback in the league anymore. The Giants have just moved on. His benching in week three, it wasn't him. They lost the first two games. They saw where the season was probably headed, and they wanted to test out what they had in Daniel Jones. And now, obviously, 
me and Kyle Russo, our other co-host, we've had a bunch of debates about Eli Manning in the past. Eli Odell, of course. Um, Who could forget? Right. Yeah. Things got heated. Things got loud and noisy. Saying loud things to each other, but both of us respect the men. And if you're the Giants, this season was a success in terms of trying to find your future at quarterback. Where the last two to three seasons, you know that Eli is somewhat on his way out, and now you have a guy that can lead this team that can be a centerpiece over the next possibly 10 years. Who knows? Possibly longer. But we've seen this script written before, folks. Sometimes it just doesn't pan out. A guy can look really good his rookie season, second and third year, but then all of a sudden... You know, but the Giants have been very fortunate with quarterbacks in the past, uh, with the longevity of their situation. I know with the Jets, that hasn't necessarily always been the case. Yeah. Um, there's only about half the quarterbacks in the NFL that are really good NFL quarterbacks that can be on a team for so long. And I think that's what made Eli Manning so great. There was never turnover with him. He never missed the start due to injury. He he won the two Super Bowl MVPs against the New England Patriots. Um, yeah, not too bad. Which, in turn, I mean, if you're a Jets fan, I would hate the Giants for beating them in the Super Bowl because it proves that even though they've been known for cheating, that that can be overcome and that can be beaten, you know? But I know, obviously, you're rooting for the Giants in those games. Uh, well, Maybe. it was like 50-50. I didn't 50-50. know. 50-50. I didn't know any Patriot you fans. that much? I mean, yeah. But when I was growing up, I sure did. But because I didn't know any Patriot fans. Like I only knew part. Giant fans. So, like, I don't want my Giant fan friends to be happy. No. For sure not. But, I mean, we got good games from those. So, that's all you could ask for. So, let's break down Eli's performance in this game. Let's do it. He completed 20 of 28, had 283 yards, two touchdowns, three interceptions, it was really two because the one at the end of the half, he was just throwing that up. Yeah. Um, his first one was bad, and his last one was bad. I will say that kid Vince Beagle from Miami is good. Mm-hmm. Number 47, the linebacker, he is a Agreed. good young talent. He had one of the three picks off of Manning. But you saw a type of swagger in Eli that we haven't really seen over the last couple of years, partially, in fact, due to, you know, the – troubles up front in the in the trenches um having you know a distraction like Odell Beckham and also Eli has been notorious for being inaccurate at times throughout the course of his career um but guys were getting involved Golden Tate had the 51 yard touchdown catch outstanding play I don't know how he scored on that play but who knows um and then of course Sterling Shepard great to see him back healthy nine catches 111 yards and then Barkley this is what the Giants have been waiting yeah. for him to do. 24 carries, 112 yards, and two touchdowns. He dominated. He put the team on his back. That's, I mean, it was really the... Not like Darren Sharper did. No, definitely not like Darren Sharper. <laughs> well, that's just a different level. <laughs> but Barkley definitely, he wrecked this game. Dolphins couldn't stop him. When you can't do that, I mean, you know, you're going to get blown out it's when you can't stop the run. Yeah. <laughs> and it's crazy because, you know, I, I'm thinking about the Giants and, like, everything that they've done over the last couple of years and finally finally we are seeing more involvement in Saquon Barkley but another guy I want to talk about is Darius Slayton Mm. from Auburn oh Oh, my he is pretty good he kind of makes you forget about Odell a little bit who 
Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, two catches, 31 yards, and a touchdown. Not one of his best games, but when Shepard comes back, obviously your targets will go down. Yeah, it seems like there's been a Slayton-Manning connection, too. There has. Yeah, for sure. Which, you know, I was kind of hoping Eli would start these last two games. Me too. But you want the kid to get experience. Yeah. It's a situation where Eli went out on a high note. He won the standing ovation Sunday. Guys, I got the opportunity to work this game. Um, up at NBC, and you know, being an Eli fan my whole life, he's my favorite player in the NFL. He's my favorite athlete of all time. How could he not be? Got you two championships. Uh, great guy too, off the field. Uh, mm. Never, nobody would ever say a bad word about this guy in terms of his character. Yeah, what he's been able to do. Um, the numbers here show he had a 117 and 117 career record. Um, obviously. Not the best record on paper. 57,000 career passing yards, 366 touchdowns, 244 interceptions, and 234 games started. His playoff stats, an 8-4 and four all-time record, 18 touchdowns, 9 picks. Now I ask you this. Is he a Hall of Famer? That's a loaded question. Oh, it's loaded. Oh, it, oh no. It's a lot of layers here. Yeah. Do I think he deserves? Yeah. Do I think he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame? Yes. First ballot, I'm not sure. Right. But Hall of Famer, yeah. Do I not like the guy? Yeah. Whatever. But does he have the resume to be a Hall of Famer? He does. He just, you know, two Super Bowls, MVPs. I mean, two Super Bowl MVPs, not regular season. Right. But I mean, there were times in regular season where he was just a horrendous quarterback. That has happened before. But. Like a full resume, yeah, I'd say Hall of Famer. Now, there's been a lot of uh, beef on the Michael K. show this week on Yes about Eli. Um, the guest Peter Rosenberg had uh, in the middle of the week, I can't remember his name. It wasn't Alan Hahn, who went here, by the way, at LIU Post. Uh, he went to school here, played basketball. The uh, guy in the middle break. of the week, I can't remember his name, but um, he's basically saying Eli shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame because of his struggles in the regular season. And I completely disagree because, in my personal opinion, the Giants organization and team wasted his prime. They <laughs> failed him. If you look, the year before the Giants really started to get bad, the guy had 35 touchdown passes. They made the playoffs. The reason why his record is not as good as it should be, it's not because of him. It's because of the team that was surrounded by him, the poor management, the poor drafting. I mean, you saw it, the offensive line he had to play behind throughout oh. his whole career. And if you look at, you give Brady poor offensive linemen, poor weapons. I mean, I personally don't think Brady's record is as good as it is. That's just my yeah. take on it. I mean, you got a good point. Like, when they were, you know, throwing off Eli after those Super Bowl years, it was a pretty bad team. And your average Giants fan will make the excuse, oh, he never missed the start due to injury. He has the two Super Bowl rings. But that's not enough to convince, like, a sports expert to be like, oh, well, what puts him over the top? What puts him over the top, I think, and it's not just his leadership, it's not just his character. He's very clutch. Fourth quarter comebacks, he's up there. Sixth, seventh all-time in passing yards and touchdown passes and games started. I mean, this guy really was the Iron Man, and I think he's a Hall of Famer. Is he first ballot? That's a borderline question that can go either way. But if you really want to sit here and break this down, and as you mentioned, peel the layers off one at a time, mm-hmm. uh, Mike, I think... He is clearly a Hall of Famer. I think he's the best Giants quarterback of all time. 
Um, I know he was a gunslinger. That's why there were a lot of interceptions throughout yeah. the course of his career. We know he wasn't a mobile guy. Um, but to play 16 years for one team. It's impressive. You you need to be a good football player to do that. You need to be a great football player, actually, <laughs> to do that. Yeah. And, you know, I like to look at Eli without the Giants fan bias a lot. I think over the last couple of years, sometimes that got in the way. But right now, I'm looking at this locked in and breaking it down. The numbers on paper aren't the best, but he is good enough to make the Hall of Fame. And he's a true legend. And that, that's, that's exactly, you know, a lot of fans will argue he wasn't a great quarterback. Eli was a great quarterback. He was. He was. I mean, um, go look at some Hall of Fame quarterback numbers. Like, you know, Jet Van, big Joe Namath guy, doesn't have the best numbers. Terry Bradshaw doesn't have the best numbers. So those two runs Eli went on, that's that that might just seal the deal. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, every quarterback has their flaws. Now, Daniel Jones will start this weekend against the Washington Redskins. The Giants go into this game 3-11. and uh, Is Pat Shermer a lost cause at this point? I think so. Think he's done. Yeah, no, I I, I do think kind of so. Bland. Yeah, no, he he didn't do anything. You know, he didn't look at his record as a giant coach. It's horrendous. Like nine and twenty three. Yeah, maybe, no, it's real like bad. Really, really bad. He's oh, just, not even. He only has eight wins. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. So like he does, he just doesn't have he has not done enough to even warrant coming back, in my opinion. So we were talking about options before we went live. Ron Rivera is an option, defensive yep. guy would fit in on paper, but we also talked about we don't think the Giants will go that route because of who they are and the candidates that they're going to interview. Mm-hmm. Um, they may look at a guy like Matt Rule. They may talk to a guy like Mike McCarthy. Yeah, definitely McCarthy's still out there. You know, we'll see. We will see. I, I do think the right move for, I mean, any team needing a coach is Ron Rivera. I think he just left Carolina. I mean, it was just it was time up in Carolina. Yeah. So I think that'll be that's a that's a nice coach on the market. I agree with you. Now, this is where I'm not sure if you will agree with me or not. Um, well, first off, I thought Pat Shermer handled the Eli Manning situation beautifully. He did. He handled it very well. He may not be you know the best head coach. He's more of an offensive mind, mm-hmm. which I think trying to manage the whole team got in the way a little bit. He's a very stand-up guy, a very respectful guy. He does the right thing, morally, ethically, giving Eli. That personally gave me the chills watching that, Mm. watching him get the standing ovation off the field and, you know, the fans chanting his name. But, you know, at the end of the day, that's not what it's about. No, it sure is You look at an organization like the New England Patriots, they've moved on from so many good players (laughs) throughout their time. Sometimes too early. Exactly. Yeah. Um. And that's what makes them great. So, with that being said, Dave Gettleman, mm. I think he's back. I don't. I don't think he's gone. Why? Not saying he's the best GM, but he's in, still in the process of cleaning up Jerry Reese's mess that he left. And I think that's he's true. almost done. And if you look, <laughs> it was a big mess. If you look at the drafts the last two years, Saquon Barkley is a great pick. Now, obviously, you can make the argument maybe the Giants should have taken a quarterback that year. Maybe they shouldn't have. I think they made the right move in drafting Barkley because he was the best player and, you know, you still believe in Eli that he can do it. It's not your biggest need. Um, 
The biggest problem with the Giants, in my opinion, is fixing both sides of the line. I think they fixed their defensive line. The problem is they need a premier pass rusher. And that's where this draft, you look at a guy like Chase Young, and you really mm. need to get Chase Young. Because once you get Chase Young... That makes everybody better. Exactly. Yeah. Instantly. Where Instantly. other guys will get pressure as well. Mm-hmm. So, and re-sign Marcus Golden. Okay, now, the guy's great. Speaking of re-signing, you re-signing Leonard Williams, given that Jets that fourth rounder instead of fifth? He he stinks. I had a, I had a feeling this question was coming. <laughs> I don't think he stinks. He's good. Well, he, okay. All right, I'm just being dramatic. He's a, I can exact. Yes. He is. He's a he's a pretty no. He's a really good run stuffer. He's just Casper the ghost to getting the quarterback. Here's the problem. He stinks. The whole Giants the the Giants have the best defensive line against the run in the National Football League. Did you I did, mean, did you know that, Mike? I did not. But that Dexter Lawrence dude is is that his name? Okay. Dexter Lawrence is great. I always get him confused with Trevor Lawrence's name, not appearance size. They did but play at the same school. Yeah, so it's not my fault. But he's he's a big boy. That, that's a classic run stuffer right there. Let's look at the Giants front. Dexter Lawrence, mm-hmm. Dalvin Tomlinson from Alabama. Big boy. Leonard Williams. B.J. Hill, who they drafted last year. Mm-hmm. They have guys up front. The problem is none of those guys are edge rushers, and that's where Marcus Golden comes into play. You want to re-sign a guy like him. Yeah. You would hope Lorenzo Carter pans out, and you would like to get a guy like Chase Young, which I think Gettleman gets at least one more year. If he at gets Chase Young? Uh, or, oh, you mean just right now he gets another year? Yeah. At least. All right, no, that's fair. I don't think – like, look, trading Verdon was a good move. The whole thing about Landon Collins, I personally think that was because they could not afford him. You're not going to give that much money to a safety, and I think the problem – and we'll get to this in a little bit with the Jets. Oh yeah, Your best player on defense should not be a safety. Your best player on defense needs to be on the front seven mm-hmm. in order to be considered an elite defense. That's just my opinion. Um, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Giants take on the Redskins this weekend. Daniel Jones, Dwayne Haskins, it should be interesting. <laughs> so, Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. yeah no, that's... What, what do you think about Dwayne? I mean, you know, big Dwayne guy, of course. I mean, you know, I'm disappointed in the season a little bit, but he's, you know, the, the the selfie was probably rock bottom after that game. But he's been better since that. He has, he's he's won some games, surprisingly. So, I mean, no, but definitely, definitely a little disappointed in Dwayne Haskins. I will be rooting for the Giants to win this game. Yeah, I find it hard to root against your team, even when you're supposed to tank or whatever. You can't. You can't. You it's, can't. It's tough. That's 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 fake fandom. If 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 you do that, I completely disagree with it. So let's move on to the Jets. Oh boy, we have some big things to talk about, okay. including your Thursday night loss to the Baltimore Ravens ten days ago. Well, eight days ago. Yeah. Let's be accurate here. They lost forty-two to twenty-one. Right out of the get-go, it was not good. No, no, it sure wasn't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, as expected, though. At least I did. Five touchdown passes from L- L- Lamar Jackson. Yeah. This, this guy's good, huh? This wide receiver guy? Lamar? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, the Jets, they had no chance, really, but they had a couple instances in the first half where, okay, maybe you should. Like, they, were, they moved the ball well all day. They just could not get touchdowns. They're trying for fourth and threes inside their own 30. They keep missing, do all that stuff, miss field goals. I mean, but, like, they were 17-point dogs. They just 
It's never had a chance. It's one of those, you know, lost to a much better team. It's a fair statement. Yeah. Now, I do think that um, Sam Darnold looked okay in this game. I thought he was okay. Um, he had the one bad interception, but other than oh, that... That was brutal interception. Yeah. Um, I still think the Jets have no good skill players besides Bell. I'm, I a, think, I'm a Robbie Anderson guy. And, I mean, Crowder's not bad. No, Crowder's not bad, but if that's your best weapon, that's a problem. I think yeah, Robbie no, Anderson, not great. he needs to be more consistent. He can't be this hit-or-miss player where he gets Which you he either is, yeah. 100 receiving yards and a touchdown or one catch for five yards. Mm. I mean, that's not acceptable. I do like Ryan Griffin, the tight end, but now Me didn't too. he get hurt? Oh, yeah, he's out for the year. Yeah. Big so. time. I mean, like, yeah, Griffin, Griffin showed real promise. I mean, yeah. he looks really good. But, you know, maybe, I mean, they resign him and then he gets hurt, so we'll see what he does, how he gets her next year. My problem is can't give up seven yards a play <laughs> and expect to win a football game. 218 no, sure yards can. on the ground. And the Jets have been stopping the run in coming into this game. And they then have. They just faced, what, the best rushing team in the NFL? Pretty much. And they just got their doors blown off. Yeah. But... Yeah, the Jets do have the Steelers this weekend. We'll see what happens. Um, so, I want your year two analysis on Sam Darnold, Mike. We're 15 okay. weeks into the season. Obviously, this season has been very rocky for him. It's been a roller coaster ride up and down, up and down. Mm-hmm. What's your current? I think the roller coaster was the perfect description because he had the highs versus Dallas, the absolute lows versus New England, and that embarrassing ghost game. And then he's just been – he was terrible versus Jacksonville. And then he, you know, beats up on the Redskins and the Raiders and stuff. He's just very inconsistent year where I wanted consistency. And I wanted 16 games for him. Didn't get that, obviously, because for a disaster in the beginning of the year. But, I mean, you know, they they can't possibly, like – you know, I'm not, not like, done with Darnold because some Jeff fans are done with Darnold, which is, I think, ridiculous. He's 20, you know, whatever. So I just I just need more consistency from him. I think he's been all right this year, just like perfectly mediocre. So I guess that's – I just wish he was better and healthier. I, I agree with you there. Um, my take on Sam Darnold, I don't know if he is a long-term Jet. I mean, it's fair. He's not – I mean, I don't know. Really, yeah. Thing is, I'm not too sure if he fits in. To be honest mm. with you, I think he's a good talent, but can it work with Adam Gase? <sighs> right now, the last two years, he's been set up to fail. The Jets need to surround him with more pieces on yeah. offense. The defense is fine. Defense is fine. I mean, you need, maybe, need some corners yeah. in there, yeah. And they still need a pass rusher. Looking for that for 15 years, but let me tell you, I haven't two been here for the. <laughs> yeah, seriously, I haven't been here for the NFL season, so I haven't given my Adam Gase thoughts. This guy stinks. This guy <laughs> is the worst coach. Well, Freddie Kitchens is the worst coach in the league. This guy is the 31st worst coach in the league. Or should I say best coach? Doesn't matter. He's terrible. Like, he – I just I just don't get his play calls. I don't – he never wants to run the ball unless Bell's out for the game, which was two weeks ago. He ran the ball all day. He just he, – he was a loser in Miami. He comes here, he's losing. It's just – I hate him. 
It's the best I could try. I, that I, summed up pretty well. I you hate him. I truly don't like him. And Jet fans are getting sold on that run where they beat all the bad teams. Like, Then he goes and loses to Cincinnati. That was so predictable. I'm pretty sure he still has more double-digit losses than wins in his career. Not sure on that, but he just he stinks, and I can't stand him. <laughs> I just can't. Uh, I do just want to get this in. I know we're not talking NBA at the moment, but Nets forward David Nawaba underwent season-ending surgery to repair a ruptured right Achilles tendon. Rough for, rough for Brooklyn. Yeah, that's that probably hurts. So New York sports is just in turmoil right now, except for the Yankees for, uh, and the Islanders. That's true. And, yeah. I mean, technically, you want to go up north by six hours. We'll talk about them in a little bit. Yeah, they're pretty good. But um, my problem is... Obviously, you need to pay Jamal Adams soon. Next year? Yeah. You don't want – and I'm being, I'm being serious. I know he's been healthy, but mm-hmm. you don't want to run into a situation where the Giants got in with Landon Collins where now he's your best player on the defense and you're forced to pay him and you have all these other holes that you need to fill. I hear all this. I, I know I hear all this rational stuff, but I'm going to throw it out the window. They have to pay this guy every cent he wants. They finally draft these reports that they're going to get rid of Bell and Adams are driving me crazy. They finally draft a good player in Jamal Adams, and then just they're just going to trade him. I know they are. I just I I know they are. I get you can't you know you're supposed to build from the the line up, but I don't care. We have probably like the most valuable safety in the league right now, and they're just going to give him away for free, and I know it. I'm, I'm disgusted at. The pre like I just know what's gonna happen. It's tough. It, God damn it, it's tough. It is tough. Because, tough life right now. Like they they don't draft anyone good, then they finally get this guy who's electric. It's disappointing. Here's a stat that'll make you feel better. Let's hear it. Lamar Jackson has more yards this season than the Jets as a team. That that did not make me feel good at all. Oh, I'm sorry, okay. Mike. Yeah, but I I will say this. The Jets have a good young core on the defense. They have a, a young kid who, you know, I really think wants to succeed and do well. And I personally, I think the Jets have overachieved a little bit. Five and nine, considering the way they started the season. Oh, I mean, <laughs> that team with Luke Falk had no chance in any game. That might be the worst quarterback ever seen. Wow. Bad. I mean, every play was a sack or an interception. So you tell me. Very true. Yeah. But yeah, no, they, they've they had that big soft spot in the schedule. That that was like basically all their wins. Like they played the NFC East every week, three and one versus the NFC East. Don't remind me. Yeah, Eagles beat us, we lost. Beat the Redskins. Beat the Cowboys. Beat the Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's been a it's been a tough another nothing season. Figure it out next year, I guess. Hopefully, it's not a whole new team. I just can't stand how they're giving this guy Gates the keys to the city. Did I mention he stinks? You did. I did. Okay. All right. Now I ask you this. Week 16, this Sunday against the Steelers, can the Jets play spoiler here? Something tells me this could be a trap game for the Steelers. Yeah. I mean, did you saw, everyone saw the Steelers on Sunday. Duck Hodges was bad. If he plays like that, again, I think the Jets will win this game. But, I mean, if the Jets can move the ball on the Steelers' defense, I think they will win. Steelers just really don't impress me that much, like, at all. And I don't you, know what your thoughts on the Steelers are. 
Um, well, I know a couple Steelers fans are very nervous about this game. Some that I work with. Good. Um, this is Le'Veon Bell's old team. He's going to ball out. The Jets need to give him the rock. <laughs> they, they sure and do. they need to block for him. Oh, my God. Hold on. I keep joking with my Jet friends. They need five new linemen. But, like, they need five new linemen. <laughs> They're, like, I always, like, you know, be dramatic. Oh, we need a whole new line. It's like, no, no, no. They need five new starting offensive linemen because all five are horrendous. It is bad, bad, yeah. bad, bad. But, yeah, no, if they could somehow block for, I feel so bad for Le'Veon Bell. He, he has nowhere to go on, on every play. Like, nowhere to go. They could make some holes for this guy. Give him a 100-yard game. How about a couple touchdowns? Yeah. Tough situation. <laughs> yeah. But we'll see what the Jets do. Um, yeah. That's pretty much it on them. You have anything else you want to? I don't know if I mentioned this. Adam Gase stinks. Yeah. Okay, I mentioned that? Okay. Dead. The worst. Also. Fun fact about Sunday. Former Pittsburgh Steelers legend wide receiver Heinz Ward is on your staff. That's true. Didn't even so think about that. I'm telling you, something's telling me <laughs> the Jets might win this game. So you're saying take the Jets with the three points is what I'm getting at here. I did pick the Steelers. Hmm, okay. But I'm saying there's a chance. There's a chance. All right, yeah, I'll, I'll take it. I mean, you know, would it, would it benefit the Jets to lose this game? For sure. But I will not be rooting for that because – you know, the, the, the Chase Young dreams are dead. It's over. They're not getting Chase Young. So just how about we win out? How about we win out and then next week beat Buffalo? How about that? We finally do that. Well, not going to happen. Makes sense. Yeah, they always beat us when we we can't afford a loss. <laughs> it's ridiculous. All right, folks. So a quick reminder, uh, you can call in tonight with your questions, thoughts, comments, 516-299-2030 to take part in our live show if you're watching on Facebook. We are not on the wave because the LIU men's basketball team is currently taking on the Delaware Blue Hens. Joe Flacco himself. Yeah, they're in the <laughs> second half, and LIU, uh, last I heard, they were on top. So we're going to step aside for a quick break. When we come back, we will talk some college football playoff and some MLB hot stove news, Garrett Cole and the new pinstripes. You're watching Review and Preview here on Facebook Live. Welcome back to Review and Preview, folks. I am your host, Tom Scavetta. Join alongside Mike Dawes here in the studio tonight. We are back. Review and Preview is back. We're without James, Kyle, and Fonz, but they will be back shortly the next time we have our show. And a quick reminder, we are not on LIU Wave tonight due to the LIU men's basketball team playing a game against the Delaware Blue Hens over in Brooklyn. Mike, let's talk some college football. Why don't we? Let's do it. So... Your boy, or former boy, uh, Joe Burrow. Oh, yeah. Played at Ohio State from 2015 to 2017. And he's now at LSU. He's a senior now. Won the Heisman Trophy this year. Best player in all of college football. 48 touchdown passes compared to just six interceptions. Six. 4,715 passing yards. Um... Is this guy just, like, not insane? He's- I mean, these numbers are pretty insane. They play, like, what, 12 games? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Dominates. Oh, yeah. And to mention, the SEC beat yeah. Alabama. Oh, what a game that You beat was. Georgia. Another great game. You take care of business. <laughs> yep. Love to see it. 
telling you. And the LSU, they're the know, favorites. Yeah, yeah, for sure. LSU didn't even slip up versus any of these like Arkansas teams no, or whatever. Yeah. They they just thoroughly dominated the SEC. I mean, you look at, I mean, Clemson. They survived UNC by one point. That's true. Oklahoma lost the game, and now mm-hmm. three Sooners are suspended for their matchup against LSU. Um, and then Ohio State's really the only other team to talk about there. But before we get there. Let's finish up Joe Burrow here. Yep. He was on the CBS Sports pregame show last weekend, presented with a Cincinnati Bengals hat by Boomer Esiason, an ex-Jet as well. Of course. The last time this was done, Boomer did this on the CBS pregame show to Carson Palmer back in 2003. Oh, presented him with a Cincinnati Bengals helmet, and he went there. Is Joe Burrow going home? Mm, I like that voodoo. I th- I think so. I mean... Boomer gave him a helmet. What more else is there to do? So, or a hat, whatever he said. I mean, you know, when you look at the Bengals, could they use Chase Young? Of course. But they probably should go grab their quarterback, you would think. So I, I think he will go number one. I don't know what your thoughts on that are. Oh, yeah, hands down. Hands right? down, yeah, he'll yeah. be the number, the number one overall pick. Um, If you're Cincinnati... This is the best chance you have at getting your next franchise quarterback to be Andy Dalton's successor. Mm. This is a guy that you need because Andy Dalton won't be your quarterback in five years from now. No, he sure won't. I don't know if he'll be your quarterback next year. I think he might be the Bears starter week one. Getting crazy here. I don't know. Who knows? The Bears. That's a good point. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, it's got to be Joe Burrow number one. All things considered, the quarterback, the Heisman, it just sets up so perfectly. I agree. Um, it's just very tough to imagine him in any other uniform right now. Yeah. Um, he'll, he'll obviously be leading his team um, a week from Saturday in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, LSU taking on Oklahoma in Georgia. Mercedes-Benz Dome. Three Sooners players are suspended for this game in LSU. They are 13-point favorites. Uh, I'm not even going to ask you if they win or not. Do they cover? 13's a lot. I'm going to say no, they don't cover, but they will win that game. That is for sure. Because, you know, I mean, they're just flat out better than Oklahoma, like not even close. And, I mean, like Oklahoma scores a lot, so that's why I feel like they can keep it close, but... Maybe like uh, they have a good fourth quarter when the game's already over and they somehow get within thirteen, something like that. But you know, I would. I, it's a tough. It's tough laying thirteen in a playoff. You would think. Yeah, that's a lot. I also, um, all due respect to Jalen Hurts. I mean, the Sooners earned it. They beat Baylor, of course. They did what they had to do. They won the Big Twelve championship. They only yeah. lost one game, but that was to an unranked. And this is where you get a little concerned. You're going to go into this game against LSU, a team that's been battle tested the whole season. I don't, I, I, personally, I don't think they stand the chance. Mm. I think they're the worst. Obviously, they're clearly the worst team in this playoff. Yeah. Um, personally, I think Bama's better than that. I mean, uh, rankings wise, they only got in because Utah lost. So, I mean, well, technically- yeah, Utah lost to Oregon in the Pac 12, yeah. right? Justin Herbert. <laughs> Watch hey. Out. You never he, know. He, people forgot about him this year, it feels like. He fell like. off the map. Yeah, yeah, sure there was a lot of hype around him for the Giants last year. Mm, I remember that, yeah. 
but he decided to go back to school, which he did. Oregon was good this year. Completed his senior year. Yeah, they were they were good. They were just, you know, that one loss they had. Brutal. That was it. Oh, that was uh, to Auburn, right? Yeah. Brutal. They blew that game. They did. Tough. I was at a bachelor party that weekend. Electric. Yeah? Oh, yeah, it was a little electric. But, yeah, I mean, Oklahoma, I agree. They don't really stand a chance. It's no way. It just feels like a men versus boys team. I don't know why, which it's not, but it just feels like it. A little bit. You're going to like this. The PlayStation Fiesta Bowl featuring Ohio State. And then the Buckeyes are taking on the Clemson Tigers. Dabo Sweeney's team with sophomore Trevor Lawrence. Clemson is favored by two and a half. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I mean, they are the defending national champs. They are. They haven't lost a game in a while. I don't know if. 27, 28 yeah. in a row. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a little while. Lawrence has never lost in college. Wow, I mean, that's unbelievable. I'm sure he didn't lose much in high school. He probably stunk in middle school, probably. Stupid hair. But I feel like Ohio State shouldn't have been bumped to two. I get why they were, because they struggled versus Wisconsin for 30 minutes, whatever. But I was definitely a little, I was definitely very disappointed to see them at two, but even more disappointed to see they were underdogs in this game i don't yeah i don't get that per se like if they beat wisconsin by 45 are they underdogs in this game i don't know they did look so bad mike you gotta prove it though clemson was there last year they they won it yeah and i guess maybe the urban meyer not being there is you know ryan day is never coaching a playoff game or whatever that's fine but i don't know how you could I don't know how Clemson wins this game. Maybe I'm a little biased, but, like, this Ohio State team's good. They got NFL players everywhere. They do. Will Chase Young into Trevor Lawrence? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you you would hope so. Even though Chase Young, he's been quiet lately because teams are just game planning the entire offensive line to block him. So, I mean, you see other guys stepping up for Ohio State. But, I mean, when you talk about they have an NFL caliber running back – corner and left end with Chase Young right now. Like, they probably have two top five picks with the corner and Chase Young. So, I don't know. I just I just can't see Clemson winning this game, but I'm sure everyone will pick Clemson because of what happened the last time they played in the playoff. 31 nothing or whatever. Whatever. I don't remember. Don't worry. Um, I mean, I, I will say this. It'll get really interesting because Clemson has obviously been there, done that. Yeah. They've, they've beaten Bama twice now in the national championship it's true. game. And they've obviously they've not had a lot of competition this year. Is this a reality check that brings them back down a little bit? Or does Ohio State put themselves back on the map as the, the number one team? I mean, personally, my concern is that the winner of this game will have gone through a huge uphill battle because these two teams are pretty much locked even, if you ask me. As where the LSU-Oklahoma game, you could probably predict who's coming out. This game, you just have no clue. Yeah. You really don't know. You could know. tell by the spread only being two. It's pretty even This game. is a game that could either be really close or it could go completely one-sided one way, fast. I completely agree. 
Yeah. Like, y- you'll probably tell from the first 10 minutes who's winning this game. So, I think Clemson's going to win. Okay. Not, not by much. Oh, no, of course. Totally didn't just roll my eyes. I know. You, you got the Buckeyes. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Big or? Uh, big score? Yeah, I feel like it's going to be, like, in the 40s. Yeah? Yeah, no, for sure. I don't know about 40s, but maybe like a little 31-28 action. Hmm, 31-28 bucks. I like that. I don't hate that. Assuming that's what you meant. <laughs> All right, so Trevor Lawrence will be taking on Justin Fields. Big sports news in New York. I know we've been kind of downgrading New York sports early on in the show, but now we're oh, going to yeah. talk some exciting New York sports news. I don't know for Met fans, but Yankees ain't Garrett Cole to a nine-year deal. Officially made official this week. Former Houston Astro, $324 million deal. Now he can opt out after his fifth year in 2024. Now, what do you think of this move for the Yankees? I think it's fantastic. This is what was missing. This was the one reason why they didn't make the World Series this year. And now that reason is on their roster, is on their team. Yeah, it's a double plus because you're minusing him from your the team you can't pass. So you take him away from the Astros, you add him to your team. So it's a double, it's a double win for the Yankees. I do like, you know, nine years is a lot, and he definitely. I don't, I don't think he's going to opt out. I mean, if he opt out, that means he has three Cy Youngs, and he can get more money than what he's going to get. So I don't expect him to opt out. But I mean, hey, they got the best pitcher in baseball there, for sure. The World Series favorite this year. So it it did what they had to do. That is correct. I, I just, you know, it's it's one of those situations where, you know, I'm sitting here thinking about it, and I just feel like they had to do it's it. It's World Series or bust now. The pressure oh. is on. Oh. The pressure is on. This season will not be fun for Yankee fans because they need to win. It won't because you really can't enjoy winning now <laughs> no. because it's it's expected. Oh, now, yeah. you're not going to have Hicks. Mm-hmm. Batantis and Didi became expendable because they needed to save money for Cole. They needed to give him his contract. They basically gave him whatever he wanted. Seriously. I mean, this guy's sitting there in 2001 at the World Series holding up that sign that he held at his, you know, int- introductory yeah. press conference. It's good optics. He wanted sure. to be a Yankee, you know. Yeah. This right. guy, he grew up in New York, so. I mean, God forbid he wanted to be a Met. I mean, let's just throw that out the window, but. Yeah. I mean, I know he was born in California, but he, yeah. um. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he went to Orange uh, Lutheran High School, so oh, yeah. that's that's cool, that's classy. Yeah, yeah, but like they just they had to get this done. It's you know, so many years and money, but again, he is the undisputed best pitcher in baseball right now. I think. I mean, I want to say Degrom, but like, oh, were you thinking like Scherzer, Verlander? Verlander, forgot about Verlander. I know the numbers give Cole a slim edge, but I, I do think. I think it's. I mean, Verlander hey, look, is. Cole didn't even win a Cy Young this year. <laughs> That's true. Let's be let's be realistic here for a second. I think the Grom and Verlander are the only two that you could say might be better than him. I I agree. I mean, the Grom back to back Cy Youngs. I mean, you know, you know what? Who am I to say Cole's better than Degrom? I immediately regret that. Show your Mets fandom a little bit. Yeah, here. I'm, Come I'm, on. I'm the worst. Um. <laughs> This is Review and Preview, folks, here on Facebook Live. Um, yeah, I mean, 
this is a move that you put a lot of pressure on your franchise. Oh, yeah. Cashman went out and lived up to his name finally. It's about time. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I see this as the Yankees. Their infield is set. Voight, Certainly is. DJ, Glaber, Gio, Gary behind the plate. Now your rotation consists of Cole, Severino, Paxton, Tanaka, Tanaka Montgomery. That doesn't even matter who the fifth And Germán. Yeah. have six. And they have, yeah, you said Gio for third. What are they going to do with Anduar? Like, they just have. DH. Oh, that's true, yeah. But they they have multiple people mm-hmm. at positions. Stanton's going to have to play in the outfield this year. Oof, that's going to be funny. It's going to be Stanton, Gardner, and Judge. Because, mm. you know, they don't like Clint, Clint Frazier. So. For some reason, yeah. And they'll keep Cameron Maben, I think, for depth. Okay, I can see that. Um, and then, don't forget, Mike Talkman. Of course, how, how could I For forget? some depth. Only guys they really lost were Didi. And Batances. And then, uh, you know, I mean, also like Romine, but whatever. Romine. But they just signed um, Kratz today. Eric Kratz. Eric Kratz. I did not know he was still playing Major League Baseball. Yeah. Good for them. For depth. Nice. And then they got Higashoka. Okay. So those are the two backups to Sanchez. Because you know he's going to get hurt. You know he's going to get lazy. You know he doesn't like to play (laughs) on the play. I mean, honestly, he would rather be DH, but you don't have. Oh, for sure. They have, like, three to four candidates for DH. With the amount of talent on that team, you don't want to have to make Sanchez your DH. No, you sure don't. Because especially with it, he's got that rocket arm behind the plate. Yeah. Stinks at catching, you know, catching the ball. You know, good thing he's not a catcher or anything. But he does, you, you would like him to just not have to DH. Exactly. For sure. Just want to talk to you about the Mets with Steve Cohen buying part of the team ownership. Um, what is that number? It's like, uh... Is he in the majority already? Fifty-one percent or something like that? Um, I thought I saw something where he's gonna—they're gonna like ease him into it for the next few years. I saw he'll have full control of the Mets in like five years. Of course, the guy—he's from Great Neck. He's from right down the road, but um, he does—he's—he's—he's a billion—he's a billionaire fund manager. Um, I think he owns. some type of headquarters in Stanford, Connecticut, which is where, you know, I work. Um, nice. Humble. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you know, I think this guy has a lot of potential here. He's 63 years old. He, You know, he, if he is able to get full ownership of this team, you know, the Mets can finally be on that level in terms of payroll with teams like the Yankees, like the Dodgers. Yep. I mean, they're they're in the top market, but they don't spend like one. It's been incredibly frustrating. Well, what have the moves the Mets have made in the offseason so far? Mariznick via trade, Waka, and Porcello. That's it. Yep. Underwhelming. Well, at least you're able to fill in the voids for Zach Wheeler. Cause, uh, yeah, you know, no, that's for sure. A lot of people make the argument that Stroman was brought in to replace Zach Wheeler. To be fair. Yeah. You know, he's a couple of years younger, or maybe a, a year or two younger. Um, I mean, we'll see what happens because, I mean, you know, you have Nimmo coming back. The depth with Porcello and Waka is good because Waka was elite at one time back in 2013 for the Cardinals. And then for Rick sure. Porcello, of course, former 18-21 guy for the Red Sox. And also, you know, he's been around for a while now, too. Somehow as a Cy Young. Yeah. Somehow. And then you have your returning core in Syndergaard and the Grom. And then, of course, you have the lefty Stephen Matz in there, which, I mean, he's still here. 
I mean, you're just waiting for them to get hurt, I usually. I really don't. I've never been a big Mats guy, to be honest with you. Um, but the good news is you have young guns like Giselman and Lugo in the bullpen that can stay there now and have protection. Which, by the way, the Red Sox uh, just claimed uh, Chris Mazza. I did see that, that earlier. I had a nice laugh. Yeah. Was nice that a couple laugh. games he absolutely blew? Here's my take on the Mets. If this can be their bullpen next year, having Drew Smith come back from Tommy John. Okay. Lugo and Giselman, Justin it. Wilson, and then if Diaz can be himself. That's a solid five right there. You need to sign another arm. Did you forget Man, about Jerice Familia? <laughs> hey, he's got that sinker. <sighs> yeah. That sinker that's uh, sinking his stats. Also, I fully expect Diaz to be lights out next year. That's probably on me for ex- expecting that, but how how could he not be lights out? I just don't get it. I just If I see Paul Seawald or Daniel Zamora or Tyler Bashler on the mound at any point this year, I might turn the TV off. Tyler Bashler, oh my god. Corey Oswalt, Nogasek. Yeah, no, no more like Chris Flockett, Yeah, Drew Gagnon. Oh, please, none of these guys anymore. I'm so, I'm so like, just like I said, they, they just, their bullpen was so bad last year. It's tough. <laughs> yeah. And you look at this lineup, and you look what the Mets might be able to put out there this year. You look at Alonzo. You look at Jeff McNeil, Ahmed Rosario. Third base is a question mark. Not really sure yet who will play there. Maybe Jeff. And then in the outfield, it's Conforto, J.D. Davis, obviously. Of course. And then I guess Nimmo. With Ramos, and then if Cespedes is able to make progress, and I was going to say he could hit fifty-two home runs. Cespedes for the quote. rest of this. <laughs> That's true. Did you? He had. He was quoted saying he could still hit fifty-two home runs in this league. That was pretty funny. I don't know if that was a bit he was doing, but it was great. Well, he's not the biggest bat on this team anymore. It's Pete Alonso. Oh, now. of course, yeah. So, um, enough on the Mets. Unless you had anything else about these Mets, any uh, funny gesture comments, Mike, to wrap up this first hour? I mean, you know, just can't wait for that Cohen money to come in, you know? <laughs> Need that Cohen money. Mookie Betts, please. That's every Met fan's dream, I feel like, Mookie <laughs> Betts. Won't happen. No. But <laughs> one could, one can could, dream. Yeah, right? we could hope. Amazing. Yeah, Amazing. for sure. You know, it's, just, it's just something that, at the end of the day, you're a Mets fan. You're sitting there and be like, I just want this team to compete and to have a chance. The Mets fans had a lot to cheer about last season. Oh, Pete Alonso's a guy with a lot of heart, a lot of passion. He led, he got the Mets fans engaged and involved. The whole LFGM thing. I mean, it, it, it's just something that you see a light at the end of the tunnel here. The team was exciting and young last year. So, I mean, we'll see what happens there. And we'll talk about the Mets as we get closer to the season. But on that note, we're going to step aside for a quick break. We'll take our legal. And then when we come back, we'll have our team of the week. And we'll talk some NBA news and preview the NFL playoffs. You're watching Review and Preview here on Facebook Live. Welcome back to Review and Preview, folks. I am your host, Tom Scavetta. Join alongside Mike. Like Kareem shooting threes. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I agree. He won all those championships not shooting threes. That's, all, that's <laughs> also true. Yeah. It's crazy. 
Um, yeah, so, you know, it's just one of those situations where you look at Milwaukee, they're a great team. The Lakers, of course, the Clippers. The one thing I love about Giannis is that he plays every night. He goes out there, he gives it 100%. Where Kawhi Leonard, I understand you're pacing yourself, but, I mean, come on. It's just too many off nights for my liking. I mean, guys pay to see you play. I agree. The, the Michael whole, Jordan never took I off I know, nights. but I say the whole Michael, you go on Michael Jordan's basketball reference, it always says game, under games, 82, every single year. So, to see that basically be dead is pretty disappointing but like I, I get it sometimes but it's, it is annoying when you know like Kawhi Leonard's in Memphis he can't play the Grizzlies he's got to hold on and then so he could play like the Raptors the next day I don't know I don't know what they're going to do to fix that but don't it's like definitely it. annoying I do like how Giannis is like old school player like he won't train anyone in the off season it's not on his team Yeah, I like him <laughs> big fan Big Giannis guy, too. Uh, the Knicks playing the Miami Heat tonight. Those New York Knickerbockers, 3-3 three and three since the firing of Coach Fisdale. Oh, they fire. are down to the Miami Heat, who, no pun intended, are on fire right now, mm-hmm. the, uh, leading the Knicks in the second quarter, 58-37. to 37. Ouch. It's down three touchdowns. No yeah. big deal. Um, Derek Jones Jr. looking really good off the bench. Kendrick Nunn, who's been great for them. Of course, the centerpiece and Jimmy Butler, uh, the engine of this team. Uh, a lineup that really consists of Jimmy Butler and a bunch of role players. This is where Jimmy Butler, I think, is his best Jimmy Butler, when he could just absolutely just take over and do whatever he wants. I think like this is the best. You look at the case. Heat starting five. It's Jimmy Butler. It's Kendrick Nunn. Duncan Robinson. And Pam great, out of bio. Another great name. And Myers Leonard. That's mm. not good. <laughs> Which you would imagine the Heat would maybe want to trade for like um, maybe a Kevin Love, maybe a Drew Holiday at the deadline. Guys who might be out there for them. But. You do have role players coming off the bench, like Derek Jones, Goran Dragic, Kelly Olynyk, Tyler Hero, the rookie, who will eventually start. That's true. You know, personally, I would like to see Nunn and Hero both de- develop, be their backcourt, have Butler at the three. But Duncan Robinson's been playing very well, surprisingly. He's been very... This might be the most surprising team in basketball. We knew they'd be in the mix in the East for a playoff spot, but we don't. We didn't think they were going to be this good. No, yeah, they've been they've been just straight up dominant. Speaking of good, another good team in the East, the Indiana Pacers, uh, beating up on the Kings right now. Sorry, Mike. Uh, That's all right. One thirteen. It's a rebuilding year. To ninety three, rocking your buddy heel jersey. The Kings fan as you are, uh, Rashawn Holmes is twenty points though. He's been good tonight. Marvin Bagley, 15 off the bench. De'Aaron Fox coming off the bench. What, what's up with that? Is he working his way back from an injury, or what's the deal there? He is. I mean, he is 24 minutes right now. That's almost tops on the team. But, yeah, no, they're trying to work him back in. I don't know if you see the whole stat line. Buddy healed pretty good tonight. One for nine for three. That's pretty good, right? Not, no, it's not good. Okay. Three for 15 from the field. No, he, Yeah, no, he, he's bad right now. He does have he eight, eight, eight rebounds, rebounds six, six assists. assists. Oh, my God. How, I, that's the weirdest. With five fouls, that's a that's the weirdest stat line. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, the team, team is bad. Don't know what happened. They're suddenly not electric. I don't know. I don't know. 
like no answers. Well, the Pacers, once they get Oladipo back, they're going to be a very troublesome team to deal with in the East. I mean, you have T.J. Warren, who they went out and got in the offseason, 23 points in this game. DeMontis Sabonis, who has now transitioned into a starting role this season. he's been really good. He's a fantastic young talent, in addition to Miles Turner. So you look at those three and Malcolm Brogdon, their point guard that they brought in, and once you bring Victor Oladipo back, that's your starting five. Brogdon, Oladipo, Warren... Sabonis and Turner that's absolutely fantastic and then you have role players off the bench like Aaron Holiday like Justin Holiday the Holiday brothers Mm -hmm. you have TJ McConnell 15 points tonight off the bench a role player for the Sixers last year Doug McDermott former Nick former Maverick a sharpshooter that you like to have Goga who they drafted this year and TJ Leaf who's been in the league for a couple years trying to prove himself so you know this is a team that's very deep they have a lot of they have a good young core, and I like where they're headed to. Uh, the big game tonight, the really really big game, is Dallas and Philadelphia. The Mavericks are winning on the road, fifty-seven to forty. They are the most surprising team in basketball. Not Ooh. to mention, no Luca. <laughs> that what? is true. It's like remarkable they're not doing it with like the MVP caliber player. And I hate to say this to you, but. Tim Hardaway, man, 19. He He's good. He's really finding his own with the Mavericks. Yeah, I mean, he really is. That's that's just a fact. Good for him. Yeah. I mean, look, starting five, there's really nobody that big of note besides Porzingis. Porzingis has proven that he could be the star. He could do it himself. It's Porzingis, Dwight Powell, Hardaway, Jalen Brunson, and Dorian Finney-Smith. It's not good. That's not a good starting no. five, but yet they're blowing out the Sixers on the road. They do have depth, though. They have Seth Curry, who they signed in the offseason. Maxi Kleber, DeLon Wright, Boban. Boban, fan favorite. It, it, it's just, it's... It's not good, though, but they keep winning games without... They're finding Luka. ways to win games, Mike. I don't know, man. It's a sign of a good team. It is the sign of a good team. And, of course, Brooklyn, last night, they they lost. But, you know, Spencer yeah. Dinwiddie, a career-high 41 points. Do we agree that the Mavericks are the biggest surprise team this year, right now, second in the West? Yeah, I would agree with that. I would say biggest surprise going the other way, the Spurs stink. They're bad. Yeah, although they did beat the Nets last night. They did. But no, bad timing for that take, but they have not been great. <laughs> Another surprise team, I will say, is the Oklahoma City Thunder. Former Thunder player Kendrick Perkins brought up a interesting point on ESPN this week, saying that the Thunder should be buyers at the deadline. A team that they thought should be, this is a team that could go either way. They could sell CP3 and Steven Adams, or they could keep them and look, oh, we have CP3, we have Steven Adams, we have Gallinari and Shai Gilgis-Alexander, Let's go out there. Let's go out there and get somebody else to compete. I mean, I love that mentality. They are. They, they are. Schroeder off the bench. Noel. Yeah. No, no, it's, it's not a, a terrible team. No, it's a veteran, like scrappy team. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think they're going to light the world on fire, but you might see them in the playoffs. You Maybe. might see them there. I mean, I hope so. that'd be a great story. This team that was basically, you know, like Chris Paul to Oklahoma City again. You know. That team's supposed to get the first pick. Um, and, of course, the Phoenix Suns, 
playing the Thunder tonight. Rubio, Booker, Oubre, Saric, and Baines, the starting five. You know, good young bench. And yeah. Cameron Johnson, Frank Kaminsky. They're in the playoff mix right now, too, Phoenix. I believe they're getting Aiton back next, next game. They DeAndre play. Aiton, yeah, which means Baines would go back to the bench. But actually, Aiton might stay on the bench for a little bit and then work him. Yeah, back a little in. transition, yeah. Um, and then, of course, uh, Westchester, New York product, Ty Jerome. Of course. On this team. I own a prep stud. Um, yeah, you know, Ty, Ty Jerome, New York City, born, bred, and raised. Great to see him in the NBA. So they're down by seven to the Thunder at halftime, 57 to 50. You got the Pelicans against the Warriors later on tonight. Uh, snooze fest there. But, um, yeah, you know, it's it's tough. If New York sports, Mike, is just not good right now. I mean, the Knicks fire there, Coach Fisdale. 3-3 three and three since firing Fisdale. But this could be a bad thing for the Knicks because now this is just – it doesn't look good for David Fisdale that they're winning right now. It no. does not look good. And, and now you might keep guys like Mills. Oof, like maybe. It's crazy because now this is you like don't want hope. that. You don't, yeah. you don't want that. You see where I'm getting at here? No, I do. It, I feel like it's, NBA It's different from the NFL. Like, like yeah, do I want the Jets to win out? Yeah, like should the, should the Knicks like go out and just win enough to be like the 10th seed? No, they should not. Because this team is so bad, and they they need their superstar. And I feel like these wins might be like maybe building false hope into these the president and GM or whatever they call themselves. It's not good. No, it's not. Team is bad. I mean, I I, I will say this: Do they get a guy? What they really need is a point guard. I think that's their biggest problem. Yeah. I mean, you, you have RJ, you have Julius Randle, and you'd like to think you'd have Mitchell Robinson. I don't know if Knox is going to be an NBA starter right now. They just won't play the guy. It's frustrating. And they won't play Alonzo Trier. Like, <laughs> no. 10 points in 10 minutes a night. Like, really? It's just, it's interesting. And that's, I think, part of the reason why Fisdale got axed. Hmm. But, all right. Enough on NBA for tonight. You can only talk about the Knicks so much. They're yeah, so it, annoying. It just gets repetitive and boring at one point or another. But um, So we'll briefly preview the NFL. Um, actually, we'll review the week's, week 15 games before we get to break. Obviously, the Giants beat the Dolphins and the Jets lose to the Ravens. The New England Patriots, Spygate 2.0, <laughs> defeat the Cincinnati yeah, Bengals. Seriously just keep getting away with it um eventually the nfl is going to hammer down the seahawks clinch a playoff berth beating the carolina panthers in north carolina 30 to 24 without ron rivera um who got fired earlier in the season a couple weeks ago you know hate to see it but panthers want to move on probably to a more offensive minded coach and will greer will be making his first career start sunday I think he has a better shot of being their future over Kyle Allen. Oh, I would agree. Kyle Allen started out so hot, maybe even too hot. And then he just, you know, the the back to reality fall for Kyle Allen was just one of the, one of the ages. Yeah. It was just it's all coming from yeah. a mile away, yeah. one of those. So I mean, yeah, bring Will Greer in. That should be exciting. I mean, I'll I'll be, you know, I'll be watching for sure. 
I agree. Check that out, yeah. Bucks beat the Lions 38-17. Jameis Winston now has 30 touchdown passes this season, a single-season Buccaneers record. All right, can I ask a serious question? Yeah. Is he going to be the NFL all-time passing yards and touchdown leader? Oh, my God. I mean, no. No, okay. Well, if he gets like a 15-year extension, never misses a game, you never know. You can't win with him, though. No, That's you should. No, he will never win. He will win. go 8-8 eight and eight every year. But he might be top three in passing yards every year. But probably is. He'll be top three in picks for because sure. Because the, the Bucks have no running game. That's no, all they do. They sure throw because they're behind. Yeah, they're down a million when you blink. Except when you're facing David Blau and the Lions, you know, one of the worst teams in the league. Which The, the Bucks almost blew that game, too. It was yeah. so funny. Oh, my goodness. It was funny. Yeah. Packers clinch a playoff berth at Lambeau, defeating the Chicago Bears and Mitchell Trubisky, officially eliminating them. You know, I'm not really a fan of people saying Trubisky's the worst quarterback in football because I really don't think he is. I just think he had a really rough few weeks. I don't, I don't think Nagy's putting him in a good situation either. Well, yeah, you know, it's Chicago does not have a lot for him on offense. I mean, you look, you have Allen Robinson, Anthony Miller. You don't really have a good tight end. They, they have a bunch of mediocre running backs, none yeah. of them great. But, they I have Tariq Cohen in. Well, you have the rookie, Montgomery, who, yeah. might, who might be good. Well, um, drafted him in fantasy, he did nothing, whatever. I'm not mad about it. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't wake up till like week eight. I had him too in one league. Yeah, I was long gone by then. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I think I think the whole the cool thing to do now is just to bash Mitchell Trubisky. That's like the cool thing to do. Well, the Chiefs beat the Broncos twenty three to three in the snowball game. Uh, the Chiefs win ten plus um, games for the fifth straight year. That's a franchise record. I'm going to say something. Drew Locke, he's good. He, he looks good. He looks good. Yeah. Locked out of Missouri. Um, his first loss as an NFL starter, but on the road, it's just the, the, the Chiefs. They dominate the AFC West. Seriously. They yeah. struggled a little bit this year when Mahomes was out, but they have been hot ever since, and somehow they are flying under the radar in this playoff picture. Because I'm going to tell you right now, they'll be the three seed. They'll take care of whoever the six is, whether it's Pittsburgh, Tennessee, Houston, whoever it is. Yep. And then they have a 2-3 probably at Gillette against New England. They have potential to win that game. A winnable game. They already beat them this year. And then you have potential to see Patrick Mahomes against Lamar Jackson, which is something mm. I think everyone would love to see. Please, yeah. Uh, the only thing that could ruin that is Tom Brady. I mean... <sighs> They've been so bad. Well, not bad, but the Patriots have been so, like, mediocre in some of these games. I want them to just not win a playoff game. Just get out in the first round. Well, they'll have the bye, probably. They might not have the bye, though. They have, they they have a lot of stuff Buffalo to this weekend, which yeah. get this, Mike. Buffalo can still get the two seed Ooh. in the AFC. That's They're exciting. still in contention for first round bye. They probably need, like... A lot to happen, I right? Imagine. Yeah. Well, they're ten and four. The Chiefs are also ten and four. So if they win this game against New England, they're eleven and four, and then New England is eleven and four. But what would need to happen then is New England, I believe, or the Bills would have to win next week as well against the Jets. And the Patriots have to lose. So I imagine the Patriots they, they have to play the Miami. Breaker. I think. Oh, well, all right. Well, there goes that. 
So close. It's probably going to be New England with Eddie yeah, at, at the two. probably. Which makes sense. But uh, the Bills did clinch a playoff berth, though. They beat the Pittsburgh Steelers 17-10 to on Sunday night football. Mike, this game got flexed into the Sunday night time slot. Buffalo Bills play the least amount of primetime games in the NFL over the last decade. You don't see them much in primetime. No, this is what they're one of their first Sunday night games in a while. And, I mean, this game stunk. It was so boring. But, you know, it was defensive-minded. Folks, won. on Facebook Live, the Buffalo Bills – on Sunday night, defeated the Pittsburgh Steelers for the very first time since 1999. <laughs> Our co-host Kyle Russo was not alive to see that happen. This is the first time he's ever witnessed the Buffalo Bills beating the Pittsburgh Steelers. How old is Kyle Russo? 19. I would have said like 33. He's got a smoker's voice, so I don't know. <laughs> Damn, Kyle Russo, 27 <laughs> years old. Wow. Um... And this is also the first time Buffalo has won 10-plus games since that same year. I'm just I, – I, I hope they somehow get a home playoff game. It's going to be electric. Be awesome. Oh, my goodness. If they get a home playoff game, we got to go up there, start a table shop. Millionaires. Bills, Moff. Someone well, we, write that down. We'd, we'd have to go through the table first. That's true. I'm more of a film guy. I'll film it. <laughs> we'll get, like, Clem to do it or something. Chris? Yeah, yeah, we'll get Chris in here. We'll try. Yeah. Um, the Bills have also now made the playoffs two out of the last three years. Fun fact. Yeah, sh- sh- I mean, that, uh, Sean McDermott's been pretty good. Good head coach, yeah. Oh, yeah. No one likes to talk about him. but The game of the week of the AFC, though, it seemed like the Titans and the Texans were really programmed as the game of the week. They were really slated for that type of matchup, and it was. Uh, the Titans were at home. Mike Vrabel's done a heck of a job with this team, and our co-host, Fonz DeFalco, the Titans are his least favorite team in the NFL because they are always respectable every year. They're always in the mix, but they piss you off because one week they beat, they'll beat the Pats or the Chiefs, and then next week they'll lose to, like, Cleveland. They just make no sense. They don't make any sense. That's true. Neither does Houston, though, because they, they lost to was – it, wasn't it the Broncos last week? I had, I had Houston minus six. They lost by, like, 30. I don't, know if it's, I don't know if it's actually And that was when they were coming off a win against the Patriots. Yeah. Uh, they lose to Denver, and they'll probably take care of business against the Buccaneers tomorrow. Probably. Because you know Winston will be a turnover. Also, the, the Titans extra make no sense because Ryan Tannehill is unbelievable. He's the highest passer rating in the NFL right now. I mean, over the last few weeks. Back. They're going to pay him every penny they could, and you know he's going to stink. You think that uh, Tannehill's their quarterback of the future? I mean, he's having a resurgence right now. I mean,. I feel like they're going to have to pay him. It's so hard to and find And he's only 30. And another reason, to go back to an hour ago, so Adam Gase is this quarterback whisperer. Ryan Tannehill leaves Adam Gase. He has never been better. What kind of quarterback whisperer is this guy? I hate him. He stinks. I don't know if I mentioned that. but Ryan, <laughs> you did. Okay. Ryan Tannehill on the season, 17 touchdowns, 6 interceptions since taking over for Marcus Mariota, a 114.6 quarterback rating. That's good. He's thrown for almost 2,500 yards in 10 games played this season. I mean, do they have to give him? Like, you would think they should pay him because this is like, I don't know how you don't pay him. I would imagine. Like, what are they going to do? I don't know. They can't trot out Marcus Mariota or get, like, Andy Dalton in free agency. <laughs> Andy Dalton. 
Yeah, they're gonna have to pay this guy. Which it seems like the right move now, so it does. Yeah. Philadelphia beat Washington by the skin of their teeth last week. Miles Sanders has over eleven hundred yards from scrimmage this year. That's a Philadelphia rookie record. Fun wow. fact. They've been around a while. Yeah. Interesting. The NFC is just confusing. Like every year, I don't know who's going to win. Is Dallas going to win? Is Philadelphia going to win? Both teams look bad. And if you're the Rams, you're sitting there like, come on, NFL. <laughs> like, come on. No, it's got to be frustrating for the Rams. It's very frustrating. But I am, though, I am definitely a you have to win your division guy. Like, too bad. That's how I view this. We say goodbye to Nick Matina, the former sports director. Um, the senior here at Long Island University Post got to work with him. He was working LIU uh, Delaware game tonight. He just said bye nice. to us in the studio. And uh, congratulations to, I don't know if you remember this kid, Jason Glickman. He called games with Chris last year. He is the new sports director here at LIU oh, nice. Post. Yeah, the new sports director. So uh, con- congrats. It was a position I held. Sent it down to Nick and now Jason. So awesome. congratulations to those guys. Nick on a great run and Jason taking over now. Um, Cardinals beat the Browns at home, 38-24. Uh, yeah, you you love these fun facts, Mike, and I'm going to keep throwing them at you. Kenyon Drake oh, yeah. signed in the middle of the season. Gets cut by the Dolphins. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kenyon Drake is one of three players in the last five seasons. With four plus rushing touchdowns. Oh. You weren't expecting that one, were you? No. <laughs> I can't even tell you who the other people were. I'm surprised. I don't even know. I, I, when I read that stat, I didn't even know Kenyon Drake was around for five years. Yeah, wow. He's that old? Like, <laughs> My how old are we? <laughs> yeah, seriously. I'm 13, also. Right. Yeah. Dog years. But, yeah, no, I five years. Wow. That's pretty crazy. This AFC makes no sense. The Raiders make no sense either. They they lost four straight since starting the season six and four. That's so much promise. They lose to Jacksonville twenty to sixteen at home. The goodbye to the black hole in Oakland. Uh, not the send off they wanted. John Gruden very emotional with the fans after the game. They're moving to Vegas. Poor Oakland man. The Warriors move. Now the Raiders just not they, not they, fun. They got the A's. It's probably not good. Probably don't want the A's. Would trade those for anybody. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, perfect Raider way to go out, just absolutely giving this game away. Unbelievably bad. I agree. But the Raiders are still alive, technically. They need they need a lot of things to happen this week, but they are still alive in the playoff picture. Nice. I mean, I'll be rooting for them. Yeah. The Cowboys finally, finally show up. And they beat the Rams 44-21. to And this is a scary team because they have potential to, to do this. My biggest concern is they're going to be 8-8, eight 9-7, and, eight, nine and seven, host a game against a 12-4 and four Seattle or San Francisco wildcard team and beat them. I would hate that. Wow. They should not get the right to host a playoff game. They shouldn't. I hate that. I love it. Why? I just feel like you have to win your division. Because then you just, you just got to win your division. That's this is I the worst division it. in football. None of those four teams deserve to make the playoffs. None of those four. I will agree with that. And you know it's true. Yeah. 
but they're, you know, division winners, possibly. Dak Prescott also does not deserve to be in the MVP candidate conversation. Your team's only 7-7. Seven and seven. I don't even know if he was uh, in the very inaccurate, and he's not even the best quarterback in that division. It's Carson Wentz. That's true. Look what he's had to work with Eli this year. He threw a touchdown pass to Greg Ward, who was signed <laughs> off the practice squad, a former quarterback. Wow. Not good. No. Bad. My does. This is not good. But the Cowboys score their most points in a game since week 17 of 2014. Wow. Five years ago. Yeah. And then, of course, the Falcons beat the 49ers on the road. Julio Jones, the go-ahead touchdown with two seconds left in the game. Great win for Atlanta. And then Minnesota goes on the road, as expected. Pummels the Los Angeles Chargers, who might be looking for a new quarterback soon as well. Phillip Rivers' days seem to be numbered. It's, it's sad. He looks so terrible. Yeah. He it's basically good. coming to the end for that for that uh, giraffe class in that one particular year. Manning, Rivers, Roethlisberger. Yeah. I mean, before? Roethlisberger might have a year or two left, I think. He, yeah, Max, he has two years. I think he'll last the longest out of those three. I mean, Rivers just this year was alarming. I always thought Roethlisberger was the best out of those three. I mean, I, I think Eli is better than Rivers. I think he's had a better career than Rivers. Um, but Rivers, he can't throw the ball 20 yards down the field anymore. No, it's bad. And he's just always turning the ball. And the Chargers over were a good football team last year. They made the playoffs. They were. So they, they still have a good team. It's just. Yeah. And they beat the Ravens. So bad. Wild card game. It's crazy. They did. People forget. Chargers had seven giveaways in that game against the Vikings. That's the most since week 15 in 1998. Wow. It's unbelievable. I keep rolling them at you. Yeah, seriously. Monday night game, Drew Brees breaks the record, for now, for most touchdown passes in NFL history, 541 when he threw it, when he threw it to Josh Hill. Great for him, man. I mean, he's still playing at a high level at 40 years old, dealing with an injury this season, and the Saints really are marching in at the right time. Nice. They beat the Colts 34-7 on Monday night football. Yeah, that was, that was an ugly game for Indy. It was. And look, Alvin Kamara has not been that good this year. Guy's only got like one or two touchdowns. But Drew Brees is there. Michael Thomas, the best receiver in the league this year. On record pace for catches for the Saints. Taysom Hill is just something else. He should be the first quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end position in fantasy football history. Have Josh Hill. Have Latavius Murray, a solid backup running back. Traquan Smith, Ted Ginn. I mean, your depth is, is there. There's talent there. The defense is great. Demario Davis, ex-Jet. Uh, Cameron Jordan. I love Cameron Jordan. He is so good. And they just signed Janoris Jenkins from the Giants, who was back with his ex-teammate Eli Apple. Oh, they are. Lattimore. Cream of the crop. Tell they, me. They might be the best team in the NFC, although they did lose a game to Atlanta. That division. Write that off. Yeah. So... Yeah, Jenkins and Apple causing trouble in the back uh, secondary. I yeah. love it. Guys, let's take a look at this playoff picture now. The NFC. Currently, the Seattle Seahawks hold a one seed. Thanks to the 49ers' loss to Atlanta. And look, I don't really think it was a bad loss. I mean, yeah, it was a bad loss for San Francisco, but people are disappointed because of their seeding. 
they went from potentially running the table and having home field advantage to now not even having a home game on their playoff schedule. It's crazy how fast that changed. And this is an inexperienced playoff team as of recent. Ever since Kaepernick was their quarterback, they haven't really been in the playoffs. It's true. Very true. Seattle is the number one. Green Bay is currently number two. But they are, I believe they're six-point underdogs against the Vikings this week. Oh, gross. Yeah. Apparently, they just don't like Green Bay. Apparently, they're not that good. I don't, I don't know what it is, but we'll get to that in a moment. Yep. The Saints are the three seed at 11-3. and three. All three of those teams have the same record. Dallas, the four seed at 7-7. Seven and seven. Hate to see it. The 49ers, the five seed, also at 11 and three, and then the Vikings are the six at 10 and four. Rams can stay alive with a win tomorrow night at San Francisco. Eagles eliminated with a loss Sunday against Dallas. The good news is they're home. Carson Wentz has a lot of pressure on his shoulders on that game, although it seems like the Eagles have nothing to lose either with the way the season has gone for them. So I just can't imagine a team losing to the Dolphins being in the playoffs, which both of them lost to the Dolphins. The uh, no, not not Dallas. (laughs) The Eagles did. Eagles did, and I believe the Redskins did. No, the Redskins beat them. Oh yeah, that was that crazy, uh, horrible game in Miami. Dolphins beat the Colts, Eagles, and Jets. That's who those are the three teams they beat. Yikes. Uh, So yeah, look, it's going to be interesting because this week you have the Vikings and the Packers on Monday Night Football in Minnesota. The Packers clinched the division with a win, but the Vikings are favored by more than three points. That's what's so shocking. So, you know, Kirk Cousins, he has not been good on prime time. I don't think he's yet to win, like, a notable prime. Maybe he has one prime time win his whole career. I don't think he has a Monday Night Football win. No, he at doesn't. All. I think yeah, he's zero no, right? seven, something yeah. like that. So well, he probably won like a stupid. You know, I feel game. bad for Kirk Cousins. I like the guy, high quality guy. You know, so glad he's not a Jet. Oh my goodness. But yeah, no. It, why can't he just win on Mondays? It's crazy. He just can't do it. It's it's really alarming. <laughs> and for a team that can't win on primetime, they get an awful amount of primetime games. Yeah, I mean. They have a chance this weekend to change that. That's true. Their defense, right their defense is big time. I mean, Daniel Hunter is a monster paired with, like, Everson Griffin, Linval Joseph. I mean, still a stud. Former Giant. Of course. I mean, he's just, like, just a big guy in the middle who can just eat blockers. It's great. <laughs> eat blockers. Yeah. Everson Griffin, Daniel Hunter, core, uh, D-line's Anthony really Barr, good. Harrison Smith, Eric really Kendricks. They have a solid a- Anthony core. Anthony Barr, technically a former Jeff. Xavier Rhodes. Xavier Rhodes. Andrew Sandejo is back. Yep. They got a good team. Tyrison Smith. He went to that college. Excuse you. Who? Oh. Oh, yeah. He went to Notre Dame. <laughs> Best safety in the league. Is he? It's weird because you said Jamal Adams wrong, but okay. <laughs> Interesting. So, this is how I think the NFC seating is going to go. Saints won. San Francisco, two. Green Bay, three. Dallas, four. Seattle, five. Minnesota, six. That's how I think it's going to end up. Where did you say San Francisco? I was flipping through pages. Two. 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 Okay. I think they'll be two behind New Orleans. Mm. And that's crazy for me to say because I do think – 
that the Saints will lose this weekend against the Titans. You did, yeah. No, you did say that. that, that I it also could be San Francisco, New Orleans, one, two. That's true. It is crazy where it's just like only seating is to be determined. Exactly. Like, it's all wrapped up, basically. Yeah, pretty much. And the Bears uh, were eliminated this past weekend. Mm. Let's look at the AFC now. Baltimore, 12-2. and two. They can clinch their first number one seed in team history this weekend with the win against the Browns in Cleveland. They'll probably do that. <laughs> I hope so. Good for Fonz, Ravens fan right there. New England, the two seed at 11-3. and three. They can clinch their 11th straight AFC title with a win against the Buffalo Bills tomorrow in New England. I think the key for them is getting Nikhil Harry going. This rookie might help them make a push. He's been catching touchdowns lately. He has. I mean, right now you can't really rely on guys like Philip Dorsett, Mohamed Sanu, Matt Lacoste, Jacoby Myers. They've Look, been not good. Julian Edelman is pretty much irrelevant right now because he just gets doubled. You have to find a second weapon to throw to on that offense that is not a running back. You can check down all you want to James White and Rex Burkhead. At the end of the at the end of the day, you need another weapon offensively, and they don't have that right now. You think they were like expecting Gronk to just be like, "Nah, I'm a play," just like return for? I don't. I don't reason. think so. Because when I mean, I didn't think at the time it was that big of a loss, but like clearly, it's, yeah, it's <laughs> massive. Mike, you look at it right now, and it's just interesting because. New England's defense, you expect it to carry them, but they have not been able to beat a mobile quarterback this season. They lost to Watson, they lost to Mahomes, they lost to Lamar Jackson. It's alarming. That's for sure. Because, like, it's it's now a trend that they can't beat these mobile guys. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, they beat Josh Allen, but that was 16-10 to 10 back in Week 2. So, now they meet again tomorrow, and that's going to be the game of the night, in my opinion. The game of the day. Houston will beat Tampa Bay. San Francisco will beat L.A., in my opinion. But Agreed. we'll see. Kansas City at number three, the team everyone is sleeping on. Their defense is improving. Mahomes is back healthy. I still think their best offensive weapon is Travis Kelsey, clearly. Okay. I mean, tough I don't to think, that. I don't think Tyreek Hill's that good. I think he's fast. Mm. I don't think he has great hands. He's definitely fast. I mean – He's like the amount of fast where that will turn you into good. Right. But, I, all right, I'll agree with that take that Kelsey's their best weapon. It's not really that crazy of a take either. He's pretty good. Some some have been saying. And then in the number four seed, you have Houston, who can clinch the AFC South tomorrow with a win against Tampa Bay, especially since they beat Tennessee. Last weekend, I think they're going to win. They're going to clinch the South, and then Tennessee will be forced to battle it out with Pittsburgh. And I'm telling you, man, something just – I got a really bad feeling because Pittsburgh has to play Baltimore Week 17. Something tells me the Titans are going to get in. Something tells me. Remember the Titans this year, 2019, and the decade on a sharp note. The Titans, who hosted the NFL draft this year, making the playoffs. Crazy. I mean, they're interesting. Their their fan base isn't there. Low market team. Mike Vrabel's trying to beg people to show up to these games. Man, they're a good football team. Stadium looks cool. I've seen pictures. They are a good football team. Yeah. No, I I completely agree. Oh, I don't know, man. Um, I mean, Derrick Henry. Oh my goodness, this is like a 
breakout. Not, I mean, he's you know he's good. He's yeah. been good before this year. This is like a superstar type breakout year. Oh, for sure. Oh yeah. Five seed Buffalo Bills clinched the playoff berth. Great for them. And then the sixth seed right now is Pittsburgh. Right now. Okay. They gotta so. go. They gotta go to New Jersey. Tough, tough to play in that fishbowl. MetLife Stadium is the yes. fishbowl. Yeah, it's a terrible stadium. In the hunt, Tennessee at eight and six, Cleveland at six and eight, and Oakland at six and eight as well. Oakland can be eliminated this weekend, which I think they will. There's a possibility Cleveland can last till week 17. If the Titans lose to the Saints, Steelers lose to the dra- uh, the Jets, and then the Browns win. Uh, which, I hate that idea. I mean, I can't stand the Browns. Well, the Browns are playing the Ravens at home, so they are going to lose. They're going to lose. For sure. They're terrible. terrible. Baker Mayfield has not had a good year. Odell has not had a good year. Joku's hurt out for the year, so they really don't have. I mean, Chubb and Landry have been their two best guys all year. Yeah. The whole Miles Garrett spiel, that hasn't worked out. He's done for the season uh, due to a poor decision on the field. Um, let's talk about the big games this weekend. Buffalo and New England, they're playing. It'll be interesting to see what happens with them because a lot of people think Buffalo might dethrone New England. I don't think so. They'll come close, but I don't think they will. Yeah, it's one of those things. I can't pick it till I see it, I feel like. So, I mean, and they're at New England? Oh, boy. It's crazy because... I'm looking at my phone here, and I had a couple of notes saved that I wanted to bring up tonight on the show about the Buffalo Bills. Um, you know, they returned to the playoffs this year, obviously. And then the way Josh Allen has been playing, I mean, this guy has he has potential to be, like, you know, the closest thing to, like, Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. And this is a Buffalo team that does not have a lot of weapons. A team where their two starting receivers are John Brown and Cole Beasley in the slot. (laughs) Two slot guys, Austin Knox at tight end. Frank Gore and Devin Singletary at running back. But their defense is what really gets them. Jermaine Edmonds, Trent Murphy. I mean, they they have a lot of good guys on the defense. Um, I'm sure Davis Davis White. He's good, too. How about about an actual good draft pick they made at Oliver? Yeah, at Oliver. Good thing the Jets got Quinn and Williams. Yeah. I've wanted the Giants to get either Josh Allen or Ed Oliver at number six, but I'm not mad with Daniel Jones either. I like the pick. Um, but back to the Bills and the Patriots. It's the first time Tom Brady has not made the Pro Bowl since 2008. Huh. Great. Crazy. That's when he was hurt. Yeah. I do think um, – that Kirk Cousins and Jimmy Garoppolo might have gotten snubbed for Drew Brees, a guy who didn't even play half the season, which I don't think a guy who played half the season should be in a Pro Bowl, even a player with the caliber of Drew Brees. Yeah, it's not about your history. It's about this year. Right. So I, I think I, Kirk I Cousins and Jimmy Garoppolo were both more worthy than Brees of that spot this year. I'll agree with that take. AFC spots went to, of course, the big three in the AFC, Watson, Mahomes, and um, Lamar Jackson. And in the NFC, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, and Drew Brees. But if any of those teams make the Super Bowl, there are spots open. That's true. That is true. Now with the date of the Pro Bowl moving up. So, 
Dallas and Philadelphia, the game of the week, or the game of Sunday, the the biggest game on Sunday. I I, I, I mean, this say. is the game I'm most excited for because going to decide a division, basically. It is, yeah. So look, my Dallas favored by. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, Dallas is favored yeah. in this game. I believe the line is, I want to say, two, maybe? I haven't checked. Sounds about right. Because the game's at Philly, but Philly doesn't warrant a favorite in this game. The line is Dallas by two. Okay. That's a fair line. It is. I think... <sighs> Jerry Jones is too caught in the past, man. Blake Jarwin needs to be starting over Jason Witten. Jason Witten oh. is not a good starting tight end anymore. This is... Washed up. The plan for Jason Witten, just send him out when, when you're in the red zone. That's what they should really do. He, he has no business playing it between the 20s. Yeah. Absolutely none. He, he can't run. He can't run routes. Sad. I like that take. Um, the Cowboys have only one win against a team above 500 this season. The Philadelphia Eagles are 7-7. Seven and seven. And Something just tells me Wentz has been dealing with adversity all season. And Wentz has had a really a good year when you think about it. A lot of his receivers have been dropping passes they lost three games off of drop passes. <laughs> That's true, yeah. I mean, the game against the Giants, he's moving down the field with Zach Ertz and Miles Sanders. That's it. He's throwing at guys like Perkins, Ward. Ugh. Yeah, like, who are these people? <laughs> our Seagull Whiteside. Like, yeah, that, 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 good, that, game, that game was funny because you knew he had to go to Ertz to win that game. Like, that was the only option. Yeah, which he did. No, he sure did, yeah. And, I mean, I guess Dallas Goddard, too, was okay. Yeah. That's probably their best two receivers. I agree. Which is sad. (laughs) Um, I'm going to go Dallas in that game. I'm going to go New England with the first game. And then um, the Rams and the 49ers on Saturday. I think the 49ers are going to win. The Panthers at the Colts. Will Greer makes his first career start at Lucas Oil on Sunday. I mean, it should be interesting because this guy played at West Virginia, former transfer from Florida. You know what? I think Will Greer is going to get a win. Ooh, I mean, the Colts the are dead, so. But the Colts are good at home. That's Yeah, all right, that's fair. And Jacoby Brissett, all of a sudden, just has not looked good. Now the Colts have a quarterback issue again. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Or is it Frank Reich? I, I don't know what it is. I don't know. I would lean I would lean to keeping Brissett because he looks, you know, comparable sometimes. Like, lately he's been really bad, though. So, it's tough to fathom what the Colts will do in the off season. Yeah, um, they're in a very interesting spot of who knows what to do. Yeah, because they have a good team, but they're missing. I think they're a star player away on offense and a quarterback away from being an elite team that has Super Bowl potential. But we'll see. Pittsburgh at the Jets. Bell against his old team. We talked about that, and then the Saints at the Titans. This is a trap game for the Saints. They're sure vying is. for the number one seed. They're going to lose, in my opinion, at Tennessee. The all Titans over. You're all over this, uh, for Titans. a playoff spot. I'm telling you, Tennessee is going to win this football game, folks. You know what? I don't hate that because when you see Saints minus two, all the suckers are going to be on the Saints. So actually, the, you're getting two points, and you know you'll probably just win that game if you get two points. But being at home, home dogs or something further for there's something for being a home dog. Usually, you play better that way. I do. That's a, that's a really interesting game. There's a lot of tiny spreads this week. Dolphins and Bengals. Yeah. Jets and Steelers. Giants, Redskins. Cowboys, Eagles. Care for Saturday football. It's awesome. 
Now, another thing that I really want to talk about is the Green Bay-Minnesota game because this is a line that is just hard to figure out. Um, five and a half is the official line, Mike. That's weird. Favor the Vikings. I don't get it. Don't Cook, get it. Cook is not going to play. <laughs> no, he's already out. Unfortunately for my fantasy team. <laughs> it's Diggs, Thielen, Rudolph, Madison. Irv Smith. That's who the Vikings have against some the Packers. I mean, it's boom. not that much better than what Green Bay has, in my no. opinion. Although, those two receivers are stars. but That's true. Can't take anything away from that. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Vikings do have yeah, a better defense, know. too, and they are at home. He's never won on Monday night, though, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. That's Something a... tells me that Kirk might be holding them back here. And it's hard to go against Aaron Rodgers. I, you're an absolute psychopath if you bet the Vikings this game to beat them by six. How could you ever do that? I, I just don't get it. They have a, they very well might win, but yeah, by, by by six, six that's no. a touchdown. In case you didn't know, no, very very difficult. It's interesting. It is interesting. And now there's talk about potential games that can be flexed into Week 17. Tennessee at Houston, and then San Francisco at Seattle. I already know what it's going to be. It won't be Which Tennessee one? at Houston. No. Because Houston's going to win tomorrow. Of course. It's going to be San Francisco and Seattle. That game will be for the division and potentially the number one seed. Ooh. The 49ers are going to take care of the Rams. And then the Seahawks are going to take care of the, of the Cardinals. Both teams will be 12-3. and three. It's going to be that game. Hands down. That's the last I game mean, we're going to see in the regular season. I, I hope it is. I, I agree with that. That'd be that'd be ideal. I don't want to see Titans, Texans in prime time again. Yeah. No thanks. It's difficult. <laughs> Titans, Texans, prime time. <laughs> yeah, no thanks. Tannehill and Deshaun Watson. Again, twice in three weeks. I don't like when they do that. They push the divisional no. games back Wait, week 15 and week 17, they play each other. Come on. I don't know. All right, so quick picks time, folks. Um, as you all know, me, Kyle Fons, and James have been tracking our picks all season. And currently right now, the leader is James Montefusco with 168 points, followed by Fons at 167, Kyle and myself with 164. So it's a tight race. Wow, that's crazy. Fons was the week 15 winner. He went... 13 and 3. I was the week 15 loser. I went 11 and 5. James and Kyle both went 12 and 4. So, this is what we got this week. We have a sweep for Houston. Everyone picked New England except for Fonz. He picked the Bills. 49ers at Rams, clean sweep. We all picked the 49ers. Steelers at Jets, clean sweep. We all picked the Steelers. Okay. Do you have, do you, do you have the Jets? Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Heck yeah. For sure. Like it. Giants at Redskins. We all have the Giants except for Fonz. He has Washington. Falcons, Jaguars. Oh, my gosh. This doesn't make sense. The Falcons at home against the Jaguars. I am the only one that has Atlanta. They're, they're coming off a win against the 49ers. They are seven-point favorites. <laughs> they are going to win and that game for sure. And they all picked the Jags. Are you kidding? They, they, they just don't get it, you know. Ravens at Cleveland, obviously that's a clean sweep. Titans at Saints at the Titans. I'm the only one that has the Titans. They all have the Saints. I'm telling you.
telling you. I, I'll hop on that Titans train. Yeah, for sure. You'll, you'll hop on it? For sure. Colts at Panthers, we all have a clean sweep, but I do think, I believe I put this pick in before Will Greer was announced. Now, you guys just pick who, who will win the game? Yeah, we don't pick. All right, I'll pick, you know, the Colts, but I would lean towards the seven points with Carolina for yeah. sure because that's, that's just, you never know what's going to happen there. Bengals at Dolphins, we'll have a clean sweep for the Dolphins. Mm. Interesting. Who would have ever thought? Yeah, seriously. Detroit at Denver, clean sweep for the Broncos. I think that's... Oh, the Lions are dead. I think Matt Patricia has one year left. If the Lions don't make the playoffs next year, Patricia's gone. Which, you know, they probably won't make the playoffs. Well, I think the problem is they had a lot to be excited about, but then they fired Jim Caldwell, who I think is a good NFL coach. Compared, to, They were in a better spot with yeah, him. Jim Caldwell, yeah. They've digressed since Patricia's mm-hmm. taken over, in my opinion. But, I don't know. I, could, I mean... How could you argue they haven't? It's tough. Raiders at Chargers. We all have the Chargers, uh, but I'm not confident in that. The Chargers are home, so that doesn't mean anything. It doesn't, especially with the way Philip Rivers has been playing, man. Especially that stadium's never filled with their own fans. Cowboys at Eagles. They all have the Eagles, except for me. Let me let me tell you that Dallas is going to win this game. Oh, 100%, I think. So. See, I have, a, I have a couple of Dallas Cowboy fan friends, and they hate Jason Garrett. I love Jason Garrett because he is so funny and bad. I want him extended, so I am all on the Cowboys this year. I want Garrett to remain their head coach because Please. I know they will not win a Super Bowl <laughs> with him win. at the helm. <laughs> they will never win. But apparently the Giants are interested in him. That was alarming. Do not let that happen. That, that would be... But uh, Garrett is Garrett still NFL coach? I'm in for that part, though. Oh, man. Oh, you're going to be so mad if they get Garrett. Yeah, I Oof. agree. Um, yeah, Cowboys, they're going to win this game for sure. Cardinals at the Seahawks, clean sweep for Seattle. Yep. For Chiefs sure. at the Bears, clean sweep for Kansas City on the road. For sure. Vikings at Green Bay were split. Me and Fonz are the Vikings. Kyle and James have the Packers. I'd lean Packers there. You'd lean Packers oh, even yeah. on the road against yeah. the purple people eaters. <laughs> yeah, the purple people eaters. The um, skull, yeah. The skull. Normandic uh, locks. Me and Kyle have Seattle as our locks over the Cardinals. Fonz's lock is Houston over Tampa Bay. I didn't want to do that because Houston's on the road going up against probably the best one-two wide receiver duo in the National Football League, although Mike Evans is out for the year. So I can't say that anymore. And, and Godwin's out. He, true. And Winston's still doing this? Man. <laughs> Seriously. James, oh, you're going to hate James. His lock is Pittsburgh over the Jets. Who, who, James, you said? Yeah. What a fool. Pittsburgh. My upset is Tennessee over New Orleans. Kyle's oh, upset. Of course you're all over that. Yeah. Kyle and James, their upset is Philadelphia over Dallas. And Fonz's upset is Buffalo over New England. You know what upset's interesting? The Lions. Just because in the gambling world, this this game should be a thousand to nothing Denver. That's why it won't be. Like it's almost too obvious that the Broncos are gonna run them over. Yeah. So I would lean like Lions. You would lean Lions. Yeah. Interesting. 
Yeah, I'm not too sure I would go with that. I just think Drew Locke's been very good so far. His first three oh, starts, he sure he's at home. I mean, Cortland Sutton, a thousand yard receiver, he's going to be a good, Crazy. talented receiver in this league. So, yeah, we will see what makes out of that. But does we got seven minutes left? Nice. Yeah. So you know, we still have some time here. Um, realistically speaking, the NFL it's been a weird year. It, it it's yeah. been a weird year because this is the one year where there's no one clear-cut favorite, folks, to win the Super Bowl. I don't have one team that I think is the clear-cut favorite. I mean, maybe you want to go Baltimore. I'll tell you this. If I had to place a, a bet and, you know, to determine on odds, obviously, I would go Kansas City because of the odds I'm getting. I'm not saying they're going to win, but for the value that you're going to get for Kansas City, I lie. I kind of like them. People aren't, just like we said, people are not talking about the Chiefs. My friend Paul Lombardi from Stanford, he was in our fantasy baseball league. Of course. Um, you remember that? Yeah. Um, he's, he's a Chiefs fan. Oh, of course. Those people. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I agree that there is a good chance that the Chiefs can run the table because I just feel like a Mahomes-Lamar Jackson matchup. I think the experience Mahomes got going against Brady last year where it took Brady and the Patriots till overtime to put Kansas City away. And Kansas City had them beat. Had them. They did. Stupid, uh, what's his face? That was an arrowhead. Yeah. And New England found a way. Yeah, they got that pick, and then, oh, no, he's offsides. Forgot who that was. Uh, trying to he's on the Niners now, um, I'm pretty sure. D. Ford? Yeah, there we go. Yeah. We're good. D. Ford. Gigantic he's brains the, over the here. Chiefs got uh, oh, yeah. Frank Clark now, so yes. he's their yeah, elite yeah, yeah. password. They got Chris Jones. They just signed Terrell Suggs. Wow. Off of waivers, and Terrell Suggs was saying, I either want Ravens or retiring, but now mm. you have a real chance with Kansas City. My thing is, Lamar has not proven – himself in the playoffs yet he has not won a playoff game in it throughout his career he looked terrible terrible against the chargers last year no like real bad until i've seen him win a playoff game i can't tell you that baltimore is going to the super bowl and i'll be honest with you i'm sorry Fonz. i'm sorry tim i don't think baltimore is going to the super bowl it, it will either be new england or kansas city in the super bowl representing the afc and well, here's here's why as poor as New England has looked against these, you know, mobile quarterbacks, maybe not poor, maybe that's a little too harsh, but they haven't looked good. They don't have the weapons they've had in the past. There's something that clicks in this team when it comes playoff time. The fact that they've lost to the other three best teams in the AFC besides them tells me that they can pick off every single one of them in the playoffs because now Belichick knows a game plan he needs to devise to beat them. I just going to say, you really think, Texans are going to beat them twice in one year? No, no, no. no. no Not going to happen. Belichick has had Andy Reid's number in the playoffs and postseason throughout his whole career. And then you're talking about New England against Baltimore. Maybe Baltimore might be able to beat New England. Maybe. I would personally rank the best chances to make the Super Bowl at AFC. I'd rank Baltimore third. The beginning of the season, I had the Saints and the Patriots. Nice. Well, not nice, but... And I'm still going to go with that. My gut feeling is that New Orleans can run the table in the NFC because I'm not. I work with Chris Sims, and he told me Seattle's defense is not good. They're missing a lot of guys. Their defense isn't good, if you look at it. And besides Wagner, Wright, 
It's like they're very top-heavy, it feels like. Yeah, they don't really have a good secondary, and that concerns me. I think, realistically, the 49ers are not playoff experienced enough. They might win a game, but I don't think they're going to go all the way. They're They're vulnerable as well. Green Bay, look, they're a year removed from not making it. I don't see them just coming out of nowhere, and I don't think their defense is good enough either. I think the Saints are the most complete team. They have weapons all across the board. Michael Thomas, Jared Cook, Josh Hill, Taysom Hill, Alvin Kamara, Cameron Jordan. They have depth, and if they are the one seed in that Superdome, they are going to the Super Bowl. They will not lose again after what happened last year, although the 49ers did beat them in the Superdome. That's true. But that game was crazy. If the 49ers have to go to New Orleans again, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, how are they going to win there twice in one year? I don't know. So, it's been a great year of football. Um, it's been a great year of review and preview. This is the this is my, believe it or not, this is only my 75th show since taking over. I've hosted more than 75 shows, mm-hmm. but this is my 75th show since taking over. Obviously, we took like a month off from review and preview. You know, we've been a little active on social media, but now... Uh, semester's winding down, trying to get this thing back going consistently. We want to thank all our watchers on Facebook Live for tuning in tonight. Shout out to everyone that's tuning in. Joe Zadok, how are, how are you doing, man? Um, just tuning in now, these last two minutes of the show. Appreciate you uh, watching us here. But, yeah, I mean, it's going to be cr- – I can't tell you who's going to make the Super Bowl. I really can't. I don't know. I guess I'm going to stick with New Orleans and New England. I mean, it just sounds boring, but I know – First take would hate that take, but um, no pun intended. First takes takes stink. That's my opinion. Yeah, Stephen A. and Max Kellerman. I don't know. I would say Molly Karam too. Big fan of hers. I would say Quinnipiac. Oh really? Yeah. Nice. Good for her. I would say I would pick. I'm really rooting for Dallas, but they're not going to make Super Bowl. Or will they? Oh my. Chiefs versus Dallas would no. be so funny. No. Nope, but not I, happening. I would officially not happening. I guess I'd go Chiefs Saints, but I really am rooting for the Cowboys. I need Jason Garrett extended, lifetime deal, blood oath. He'll outlive Jerry Jones for sure. No, Jerry Jones will outlive him for sure. You just ended the show on an ice cold take. Are you saying the Cowboys aren't going to win a Super Bowl? The Cowboys are not even going to win a playoff game. They're I'm not getting out of round one. Look at my papers here. They have seven wins. What okay. Was this week eight? What week are we in? Don't say like week sixteen. We're in week sixteen. Oh god. It's Christmas time. I've made a mistake. <laughs> very, very big one. All right, Dallas Chiefs Super Bowl. <laughs> Book it. Mike, thank you very much for coming on the show tonight. We appreciate you coming in. Of course. And uh, we look forward to having you next when we are next on. On that note, on behalf of Mike Dawes, I'm Tom Scavetta, wishing all our Facebook Live wish, uh, watchers and viewers a great evening. You've been watching Review and Preview here on Facebook Live. Good night, everyone. Looking for some exciting sports talk? Listen to Review and Preview Fridays from 8 to 10 p.m. on the wave. Join me, Tom Scavetta, alongside my co-host as we discuss all the latest news and hot topics in sports. Want to pitch in your own opinion or question? Call in at 516-299-2030 and take part in our live show. Review and preview Fridays from 8 to 10 p.m. on the wave. The sound of LIU.